Hey, what's going on, guys? Today's episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear is going to be a little bit different. Of course, I'm with Skip Hill and Andrew Berry. We are joined by IFB Pro Doug Fruche. And what we're going to do is some training critiques from videos that you guys have sent in to us. So if you're listening on the audio here, you might not be able to pick up everything that we're talking about since you can't see the way these guys are training. But that said, uh, there's still a lot of really good information that you can pick up. You don't necessarily need to see what's happening in order to learn something from this podcast. So I just wanted to throw that out there to you. And if you did want to see the video, of course, that's over at YouTube at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. We'd love to have you stop by. And if you do, leave me a comment. Let me know that you're visiting. And otherwise, there's still a lot of really good stuff that you'll pick up here on the audio podcast, guys. Hope you have a great day. Hope you're having a great Friday. Hope your training's going well. Let's get to it. I think I think one thing that a lot of people don't do when they do barbell rows is trust their glutes enough to find the stability mm. the right way. Mm. Like you, you got to really sit back and squat. You know, I tell people to bend their knees. You know, I'll tell a client, bend your knees to get into the row, and the knees will bend straight into the quads going forward. You know, mm. and it's like, no. When I said bend your knees, I really meant squat down to the back so that the knees stay stationary, and that's the only time I've ever felt the rows really well. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear. Of course, I'm here with coaches Skip Hill and Andrew Berry, and we are joined by IFBB Pro, Doug Fruche. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You could use our code THINK for some additional savings. If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca for great deals. And thank you to everybody who's helping to support our programming on Patreon. What's up, Doug? Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. I've been thinking about this for a couple months. This is good. We've talked about it a lot. Yeah, dude. Uh, so just to kind of give everybody a little bit of a background. In fact, uh, I, I feel like um, so the first time you and I recorded, I believe it was in you were that was like the road to North Americans. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been like 2019 ish somewhere in there. Uh, That's right. You, since then, you've turned pro. And you've just been tearing it up, man. Uh, how many times have you been on stage uh, on an IFB Pro stage this year? Man, this year I got I did three. So I turned pro June of 2021, and then I did Tampa and Dallas like right away after that. And then that was so that was 2021, and then 2022 I started in Boston, did Boston, New York, and then the Cal. Cool. Got a couple pictures here. I wanted to throw these up. This is when was this from? Is this Boston? That's Boston. Yeah, that's Boston. That's my. My best look for sure. Nice. Um, what yeah, what do you weigh here? Two eighty one in Boston. That was our stage weight. Was two eighty one. Jesus. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> he looked like it too. He looked two eighty one. <laughs> yeah. I think I had one. Yeah, Is that this... one. I really feel like we captured the conditioning a lot better. Um, you know, I learned a lesson about competing too long. I think when I tried to do New York and Cal because I was just pretty tired. But you don't realize you're tired until it's over. Like you don't realize, yeah. man, I was too tired until the shows are done and you see the results. But yeah. uh yeah. Is this one you find you kind of I was gonna say do you find you kind of get addicted to the look like when you're in shape? Mm. Oh like, man, yeah, I'm still you just I'm don't want like, yeah, to see wanna it lose go. my abs. I don't I, every time yeah. I see myself getting soft, I'm like, I better do more cardio, I should keep dieting. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. So that's you on the right, right, Doug? And then we got mm -hmm. a guy we know really well here, Nate Spear, in the middle there. So that's a cool shot of both of you guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that shot. 
you know, and, and just even even the third guy, which I unfortunately I don't even remember who he was, but all wow. three of us just have that great detail in the back, and I think it just really embodies what a bodybuilding stage should have on it. I, I was really mm-hmm. proud of that. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. technically proficient bodybuilders across the board, and that's you know that's all the things we can control. I like that. Yeah, everyone was in shape for that show, so it had to have been fun to kind of be backstage. And I mean, oh, you got to awesome. see Bonnick like up close. It was like being at the Arnold. And that's what people, yeah. you know, that's what I kept thinking, you know. And, and Bonnick, he, he was really one that stood out so much because you just don't, I think a lot, also because he's darker, but in person, you just, you just, you, there's a whole other level to the amount of muscle he has and the yeah, way it man. ropes together that is just like, it was pretty yeah. wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to do something kind of different today, guys. Um, I had put a call out to all of you uh, to give us some videos to critique. So, uh, you know, Doug is a personal trainer and you train, you train at the Mecca, right? You're over there at Gold's Gym, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's me. And you've been, you've been training there for a long time. You've done a lot of work too with guys like Charles Glass. How long did you work out with Charles Glass for? Oh man. I mean, Charles is, is, we worked out, we work out kind of sporadically together. Anybody knows Charles knows that his schedule is not set in stone, nor is it easy to chase him down a lot of times, but, um, he's really more of my mentor as a trainer. Hmm. And, and so we work really closely together pretty much every day. And then, you know, probably like during my prep and stuff once a week, I'll get a workout with him. But, but more than anything, we work pretty closely together, you know, as uh, like colleagues. That's cool. That's cool. So, and really, I feel like anybody who's taken bodybuilding to the level that you have, you know, training is an art. And I know that training is an art to you. And we all spend so much freaking time, uh, you know, thinking about how uh, what it's going to take to improve a body part or what it's going to take to grow a physique. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, you know, I'll tell you, when I was a kid, I used to think that a guy with weak legs just had poor genetics for legs. And since then, I've realized that, no, maybe maybe the guy just didn't know how to train his legs properly. And there's there's so many facets to fixing that. Um, I know Absolutely. we can't cover a lot of them here today, but I thought if we actually showed you some actual training, it would give us a chance to kind of not talk from um we we can have concrete conversations here versus just talking abstract you know yeah, absolutely yeah so and, and it's I, so true what you say about genetics like you know i think like when you say well the guy's legs are because of his genetics there's so many different facets even to that like how genetically does he have the connection you know how was he born with his inherent connection to his hamstrings versus what he's learned and then whether the muscle develops right or what the imbalance is so he can put himself in the right position to contract the muscle correctly. Oh, so many different things. Yeah. You know, go on for days. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, of course, too, I want to get everybody's input on all this stuff. Um, I have a, a you know, a, a wide variety of stuff here. I'm going to start um, with uh, this guy. This is uh, Nick sent this in. So this is a dead stop barbell row. And this is, we're going to see if we technically can get this working. I'm going to turn the volume down. All right. So we should be able to talk over these two. And I can pause this stuff, you know, rewind it, whatever you guys want to see. We can uh, adjust as we go here. But yeah, so I know Nick is, uh, he's actually a client of mine. And I asked him to send this over. I can think of a couple things I, I would like to see because I've watched this before. But I really want to hear uh, what you guys have to say about this. And back is something that is 
something that he's really need to work on for him in general. I would say the thing that we really need to bring up is his posterior chain back on down. Yeah. I mean, really for me, I, I would say it looks pretty good. I would probably have him think more about keeping his hips back so that as he pulled up into his thighs, it would sit more into his hip pocket. But otherwise, I mean, he's stable. He's not really rising up or leaning back or anything. It, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like with the head down and you see the hips come forward just a little bit as he finishes the row, he's not getting the full contraction into the lats. That's okay. all. That's the only thing I really see. Yeah. How do you guys feel yeah. about dead stop versus a regular barbell row? I'd prefer it personally. You prefer dead, dead stop? stop? Yeah, well, I don't do for when I do regular barbell rows. Like I can go for one week, two weeks, but usually that third week when I start to add a little bit more weight, I always fuck my back up, and then I'm not rowing for you know two, three, four, five weeks at that point. So I kind of I avoid regular bent over barbell rows, and I've tried to do I've tried to strengthen my abs. I've tried to do a lot of different things that you know outside of just getting stronger at doing uh, barbell rows to try to accommodate to to be able to do the exercise. It's just something I'm not built for. Yeah. I think I think one thing that a lot of people don't do when they do barbell rows is trust their glutes enough to find the stability mm. the right way. Mm. Like, you, you got to really sit back and squat. You know, I'll tell people to bend their knees. You know, I'll tell a client, bend your knees to get into the row, and the knees will bend straight into the quads going forward, you know? Mm. And it's like, no, when I said bend your knees, I really meant squat down to the back so that the knees stay stationary. And that's the only time I've ever felt the rows really well because I kind of had the same problem with straight legs, not trusting my my posterior chain for the stability. I would always feel it in my lower back before I'd feel it anywhere else. And so once I started – good point about the glutes. Trusting the posterior chain um, for stability. Go ahead. I'm talking over you. That's Go ahead, it. Doug. Oh, no problem. I just said that's that's about it. Like once I found the stability in my posterior chain and could really sit there, then I was able to to basically do the same thing the guy's doing on the dead stop, like put that pull into it without jerking it mm-hmm. and really connect with the lats driving that into the, into the waist. Hmm. Yeah. I had a training partner who would poke me in my glutes. He was a chiropractor. I've talked about it before. We do poke me in my glutes while we were doing bent over rows to make sure – that my glutes were tight. And it was funny how many times they weren't. And as soon as I would tighten and keep my, literally consciously keep them tight, the large majority of the stress of my lower back was gone. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, now, and, and I don't know if that's Andrew's situation, but it's something to, con- something to consider because I know it was so dramatic for me. And I've, I have a history of chronic uh, lower back injuries. So when the, the glutes are such huge stabilizers and they help take so much work off the lower back that it could be something. The only other thing I'd throw at you, Andrew, and this isn't me trying to train you or anything, but I know I've come to um, more oblique work in the last year and how much the obliques play into stability for exercises like this too. And I think what happens, and I don't want to get sidetracked on this, but what happened with oblique work years ago was it was kind of labeled as this, this bad thing because it was going to give you rich Gaspari obliques because everybody was doing side bends with hundred pound dumbbells, but there's oblique work that can strengthen your obliques without making them ridiculously thick and thickening your waist that can really help with stability through the midsection. Yeah, I'd be absolutely willing to do more oblique work. It's something I've avoided for 
huh. 15 years probably. I haven't done it. I do I do direct ab work, but I don't think I've done obliques. I definitely right. do take the glutes um, seriously in terms of um, you know setting the exercise up properly. But and and dude, you can train me anytime. Like I'm. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. I didn't mean I, to make. Like, I, I didn't want to be like, oh, here. No, no, no. But I'm. No, no, like, dude, I invite all suggestions. Like, you know, anybody in this podcast, you know, I, you guys know I respect anybody you guys. watching so on YouTube. You had... Give Andrew some suggestions <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you didn't even have to ask for it. It was going to come said, anyway. I said I respect you three to give advice. <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain level that goes with the time and energy and years put in. And if you have thought something that I haven't, I absolutely invite it, you know, and I think you guys would do the same. Yeah. But, absolutely. Well, and that's why I asked about the dead stop because I see the benefit it from the lower back from a from a fatigue standpoint and everything else i think if there's not a lower back vulnerability or weakness i would prefer not to have the dead stop that's not saying that the dead stop is worthless i'm saying that there's more lower back as an example i think that something like barbell rosen and i want to hear what doug says and what what you guys think too i'm not saying that deads aren't uh and, and direct lower back work isn't um, needed, but there's a lot of erector work in just stabilizing T-bar rows and barbell bent over rows. Uh, I think much more than people give credit for. There's a there's a lot of stabilization going on there, so there's a lot of work there that can sometimes be missed. I think if you were to exclusively do dead stops or do things that were supported, like rowing that is supported to where you don't involve the erectors and it can get into lat erector tie-ins, the, how everything comes together uh, through the mid and lower part of the, the back and shoot me down if you guys disagree. I, I really agree hundred percent. I think one thing that's important about just the standard basic compound movements, like the barbell row, as opposed to like a dead stop is making your body move in unison as as a unit mm. really kind of fills in the gaps of mm. like the back whereas you know if you want to do a dead stop row to me it's about the same as a chest supported seal row or something like that where you're just taking the motion out and contracting the muscle which is great it, it definitely is and there's definitely a spot for it i use them a lot but i think like skip said the stabilization is valuable in itself mm. just the act of being capable of doing that and it'll make you stronger in all the other lifts if you're impervious to being off balance and you can really keep the weight where you want it while you're working. It's a more athletic way of doing it, which I think is just important for overall avoiding imbalances and stuff like that in the way we move kinetically. That makes sense. Would you say, Doug, uh, for a lot of the newer or younger guys that are watching, would you, would you say that leaning into the big basic movements is what you would suggest to, to start to build that the foundation for guys that do want to put on a lot of muscle? I think so, yeah. I mean, there's I, – I think that, you know, most of us probably started that way, bench squat, deadlift, barbell row, and, and do all that stuff. I think there's a lot of value to that. But, of course, that's where you get a bunch of dudes who do it wrong and too mm. heavy and hurt themselves and really derail themselves. So, you know, you got to do it correctly. You have to understand what's, what you're asking your body to do and – and I also think that it's it's just dangerous to start with the attitude of move, you know, move weight from point A to point B only. You know, you yeah. have to really be a student of the game from the very beginning if you're going to start that way. But you're never going to develop that that innate just strength from sticking to machines for your first year of lifting either. Hmm. You know, you're you're not gonna you're gonna really derail yourself there too. I think it's yeah. give and take. 
hire a good trainer. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Watch did you guys um, meet Doug? Did you guys play football? Yeah, I played one year of football, but I played mostly <laughs> basketball. I played basketball. Okay, so, so bas- basketball. Did you play college at all, or no, just high school? Oh, okay. Well, I guess my point was. Um, I find that, you know, at least at the college level, you do a lot more of cleans. You do a lot more front Mm -hmm. squats. You do the back squat, push presses. I feel like that gives you a really good base before you move into more bodybuilding style training. Like, because you mentioned, uh, I think, Doug, you brought up a point about, um, I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but basically like being in control of your body when you're kind of off balance. And I think something like a clean, a push press, where you're actually using some force, it it, it kind of helps. There's a carryover to the exercises where you are bracing yourself and you're not using um, dynamic force. I, I guess is what Absolutely. I'm thinking. You yeah, know what I, I mean? was very, I was very bad at all the cleans and explosive lifting and so like that. That was never something I was good at. But I would agree with you that it it does help with that. And I feel like because I didn't have that base and purely, I basically have been a pure bodybuilding lifter since I started lifting, really, and and so there are things I even missed out on, and I don't have that explosivity that I think would help my numbers be higher and stuff like that, that some of those guys have. All right, I'm going to move on here to another exercise. Uh, this is from uh, Matt Blevins, which uh, he's actually watching on the live stream right now. So let me You're see welcome. if I can find this one. What's up, man? Uh, here it is. He's got a uh, dumbbell, looks like incline chest press. He gets extra points for the shirt. <laughs> it's a cool shirt. See, from this angle, it, they look pretty tight. What do you got, Doug? I mean, is there... The only thing I would say, I see it a lot with my clients. One thing I've done with him a lot is I feel like his shoulders are moving too much and he hasn't retracted his scapula. Mm. Matt, you haven't retracted your scapula back all the way into the bench, and so I don't feel as though the chest is getting all the activation it needs. Um, the way I would coach it is I'd have you stay at the top of your rep and then see if I can do it. Without bending your arms, retract your scapula back almost as if you're pushing your chest through your biceps like that. And then as you press, imagine you're pressing your body down through the bench and that will keep those shoulders safe and immobile while you're pressing. So the chest will get everything. That's why I said about that angle too. I wondered if maybe he took a video from the side um, because that's what I was picking up on too. I was like, well, maybe he's got another angle here. Yeah. That's interesting. I never heard that term before the, the way you suggested that. So, you're contracting the scapula, basically. You're pushing that. So, you, that, the, how did you say that again? Pushing your body through the bench? How did you say that? Yeah, you're pushing your body down backwards through the bench. I, the, yeah, I always yeah. heard I heard huh. this one thing once. It was actually Phil Hernan who said, you build more muscle moving your body through space than moving weight mm-hmm. through space. Huh. Um, and when he said that, I just I, – I don't know why. I just always kind of thought, well, if that's the case, then why don't you just imagine – that the weight is stationary and you're moving your body around it. Yeah. So that's yeah. if those were just handles and you were doing a reverse push up and pushing your body back, yeah. then the chest would take all the activation and the shoulders would stay back. Mm-hmm. So then that's, I mean, I do that with a lot of exercises. I'm just like, move your body around the weight. It's just a pull up bar, you know, it's just a pull up bar. You're just doing a lap pull down. Yeah. Your chest has to come up to the bar rather than all the other ways people move. I want to ask you guys. The big one, most people. Most, most, 
most people associate it with like deadlifts, right? Like, like don't pull the weight, like drive your feet through the floor. You guys yeah. probably all heard that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spread the floor apart. Open yep. it up. Yeah, all that stuff. Yep. What, what were you going to say, Skip? Uh, going back to the professional muscle, it's funny that you made that reference because I haven't heard that in a long time, but he made that reference years ago uh, yeah. and repeatedly. But, I mean, that's that's – that brought back, that's back, that goes back a ways. <laughs> I, I don't remember when it was that I heard that, but I heard it. And I mean, I talked yeah. with Phil a couple of times and I sure, I, you know, just a wealth of knowledge where everybody, mm-hmm. you know, we take from everybody. That's how we learn. Sure. That's how we make the sport better. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you guys, what would you say is your favorite or what do you feel is your, your, your best muscle grower for chest? Man, if I could figure that out, I'd do a lot better on stage. <laughs> um, I'd probably, I, I would probably say it's got to be um, incline, just an incline barbell or incline Smith machine is, is my go-to. Okay. You know, I'll kind of go between the two depending on how strong I'm feeling for the day. You know, but uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. If you guys have any suggestions, please kick them my way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I, I don't know if I can pick the best, but I will say that and I've said this before. I think old, the old school flat or not even flat, but dumbbell flies are underrated. Hmm. And I'm happy oh, yeah. to see them co- making a bit of a comeback in the last few years because I think that they they're just underrated. They're not going to all of a sudden, you know, throw on slabs of meat. But I, I think that they should have never been tossed to the side uh, like they were for quite a while. The thing about flies, I feel like my my I have a, my personal relationship with dumbbell flies has evolved so much more than one would expect from such a simple movement. You know, like it's it looks so simple, and you think it's so simple because it's not a press and it's your third motion of the day. So you know you're probably not going to pay as much attention to it. But boy, if you if you can retract your scapula and let the negative be slow as you take that dumbbell out and really feel the chest. I mean, it's one of the best connections I've ever had, but it sure wasn't that way when I first started. And I think for three to five years, I just moved dumbbells around and never felt the damn thing, you know, as I first started the game. How about you, Andrew? What's your, your favorite meat and potatoes chest movement? I'm trying to like, so I'm trying to separate what, which are the ones that I'm good at versus which one do I get up and be like, wow, that targeted all my chest fibers. The ones I'm good at, I, somewhat good incline dumbbell press and incline smith press on a, on a low angle and i feel really good connection to those but i gotta say we have this blue body masters machine Ooh. you lay on it um i'm trying to think it, it's part of this it's a it's a chest press here and then on the other side it's a shoulder press and it's a plate loaded huh. i don't know if you guys know what i'm talking about i don't think um, i've ever seen that me either I've seen a lot know, of i got a i got a video on my instagram i'll send you guys later okay um but you know it's just the connection is so good because my elbows, I feel like I just drive them like right in as I come up and I feel the pecs contract so nasty yeah. that you, you get done off of a set like that. And like, I just remember that's that in my rotation when I'm using it, it's always the exercise I get up and I'm like, chest is smoked. Like all the fibers, I feel them. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's one. And it looks like a simple machine. Decline? You know, the hammer strength decline. Yeah. Yes. Charles has a way yeah. of, I got to see if I can find a video. If not, I'll just make one tomorrow. Send it. Charles has a way of adjusting your hips out a little bit and retracting your scapula so that you just do the decline like a flat. And oh, I mean, okay. it's one of the hardest positions I've ever gotten, you know, had to try to get into. But one, there's been like five or six times I've gotten in it and like three sets of 12 and you're just finished your whole chest. Yeah. 
That's no like kidding. the whole great now, like, the way you, the way you put that about whether I'm good at it or I actually feel smoked. Then I had to think back, and that was one I am not good at it. But when you get it right, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I can mm-hmm. find it because that one's really cool, and everybody's got a hammer strength decline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most people. All right, I got it. We'll switch gears here again. We got a shoulder exercise. Yeah. Ooh, that's so today. Cool. Lateral raises. Let me turn this volume down here if I can get to it. We're gonna get demonetized here with a little Blink One Eighty Two or something in the background. <laughs> right off the bat, <laughs> his shoulders are doing way too much. His scapula's coming way up and down too much. Yeah. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I feel like this exercise can be a real tough one for guys to figure out some guys, well, not just guys for people to figure out that they don't, they don't get the connection. Right. I see people doing all sorts of stuff, using their traps, you know, doing mm-hmm. just not getting it. What could we tell him to help him uh, get more of the activation where he wants it? The first thing I would I say, right I have a couple, cause I agree with you. Oh. I, um, I teach this a lot and I, you know, spend a lot of my time like holding my face, like, okay, how are we going to figure this out? You know, what are we going to tell this guy to, to get him to get this in? And with him, the cool thing is he has his hands the way I like them. You know, it's, you come down, you pour the drink out with your thumb, you know, and drop that driving with the elbow. But I would just tell him to drag his knuckles on the ground so he stops thinking about picking it up. So you just mm-hmm. tell him, just drag your knuckles on the ground and throw those dumbbells to the side. Hmm. Thank that you. That's where I was going to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good shit. Just, it's not lifting up. It's yes, getting them exactly. to throwing them to the side. I will stand next to a client and say, just hit me with the dumbbell. Just hit exactly. me. Exactly. I'll do the same thing. That's, exactly. That, the, it's stay wide. It's stay wide instead of what? looking at it as I'm trying to get them up as high as I can. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of the trap work. And, and again, the scapula, the position of the scapula. And that digs in more, I think, to the side dough. I'm glad you made that point. Mm. I was waiting. I was waiting because mm-hmm. I was going to see if you agreed with that or not. I had I had not heard that idea until just recently, and I've used it so many times since. It was a client of mine. Shout out to Andrea Watson. She had said she tries to touch each side of the room. Basically, she yep. tries mm-hmm. to go out versus bring it up, and mm-hmm. it, it 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 is so frustrating when you can do it. You know, it's like I do this all the time. I know how this exercise works, but to try to fix it on somebody else, and I feel like this exercise could be a game changer for me at least. Delts, I feel like they're a small muscle group. And when I figured stuff out with them, they started growing like really fast. And if you can take an exercise that isn't working for you and change it, that muscle is going to, you know, you could get some really like almost like newbie like gains if you start activating it right. You know, I always, I tell people all the time because I, I think the same thing as you, Scott, that they're just they're such an interesting muscle group and they really are much more technical than people realize. And I tell them yeah. I tell people a lot. I say shoulders are like the laziest little kid that wants all the the credit they want to help everybody with everything and do nothing on their own yeah you know it's like they want to get on everybody's project but when you ask them to do something all by themselves they they, they refuse they don't like yeah. it i just got one from you andrew what's this uh this video you just it's, sent me it's the video it's the uh machine i was referring to oh yeah it's let's a, check it's the body master power systems oh, oh okay all right oh that looks good so, See, in my head, I was picturing the paramount that is the isolateral with the swivel handles. But when you said man, body master, I'm like, no, nah, that's paramount. paramount. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is that's one of those doubles. Because on the other <laughs> side, there's a uh, shoulder press, very, some very similar plate-loaded machine. That yeah, looks heavy as shit. I bet you that's heavy as hell, huh, with the weight right there on you. 
Uh, yeah, it feels heavy. <laughs> what do they got? Six and a half yeah. plates there. That this is this might be probably the most I've done on it though, Doug. It's probably like, like I did it again. I did this is probably what last year, middle of prep at some point. I did it yesterday yeah. and I got like five plates for eleven reps. I think here I did like six and a half for like nine or something, which is probably the heaviest I'd ever go on it. Just out of safety's yeah. sake, you know. I mean, I you can't like really fit much more weight on it either. Yeah, sometimes we'll band it too. Sometimes oh, with Bandit, which makes it e- like the contraction is out of this world. Like I can't even describe three plates on this for like sets of ten. You just you you it's the kind of pump that you want when you're going out on stage. Put it that way. Huh. <laughs> Man, that's that's what you want. Hey Doug, I heard that uh, a lot of the machines have changed. Like they've got a bunch of new stuff over there at hey, Gold's cool. Venice now. What do you, what's what what yeah. are the pieces that you really like there right now? Um. Well, I like most of the old ones still. Um, there's a, <laughs> yeah. there's a really, they, we have a really nice, um, gosh, who makes it? Now that I think, I think it's it's just this old black incline press plate loaded in the back. I think it's in a carrying or something like that, and it's just a humbler, man. Mm. You you put the plates on the back, and it's an incline press that is so heavy. Uh, that one's good. I'm, so it's not you know, Ibex, it's Icarian. I just want to be clear. I think on that. it's Icarian. That's a little inside shot at one of it's our. It's an listeners. inside joke from last month's oh. show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, I mean, the, they put a whole bunch of new Jim eighty stuff in because I don't know if you know the the gym was Gold's got bought by um, RSG, who owns McFit, which are all these German gyms. So okay. the guy bought all these gyms, and he owns Jim eighty, which is this other equipment brand. And they're really pushing it, but it's not all that great. You know, no. it's just really big and hyper-engineered. And, like, they have these chest presses that have a lever that will drop 30%. Like, there's plate-loaded, but then there's a lever, and it'll slide back, so it's 30% less weight. Huh. And you're supposed to be able to do that on your own in the exercise. No, you cannot, I promise. But <laughs> <laughs> they think you can. Um, but really, you know, all the old stuff is still there. There's the red. You guys have all been to gold yet? You know, a couple the, times, have, yeah. The red, the red hammer strength chest press that's a dip on the other side. Okay, that yeah, one's yeah. Really good. It's like a seesaw. That was pretty <laughs> sweet. But man, I'm not gonna lie. I was just, I was just at Bev's um, twice over okay. the spring, and, and Bev's really shows you how bad Golds has gotten. Huh? No and thank you. What, what am I always you telling know, you guys? I'm always telling you guys that you got to go to the East Coast gyms, and Bev's is one I'm of them telling you got to go to. I'm telling you, right? They, just, they have everything. That's right? the reason I want to go out there. Like, I'll go spend ten weeks in the fall in New England just so I can train at those gyms. It's way better. <laughs> so, so, Doug, the other one you want to go to, which is about an hour and a half away from there, is Montanari's gym. In, oh, believe uh, me, I know about that gym. I've never okay. been, but yeah, I'd yeah. love to go there. Yeah, yeah. the it's super the, gym, the posing room, all those the posing videos room of alone. Evan and Jose Raymond training back there, and all that stuff. Oh yeah. man, yeah, yep, exactly. All right, I think I have another barbell row. I'll throw this one up for Kyle. Nobody's gonna squat. Yeah, I didn't get any leg. I didn't get. I, I asked these guys. I was like, "Hey guys, can you send me some leg stuff?" But uh, Skip and Andrew didn't have time to to grab anything. Oh, you wanted us to do it? Oh, oh I Maybe asked I if totally... you could, not not you. Like if you had uh, any clients or anybody <laughs> uh, who could throw something over last minute. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's see. It was last minute. So, you know, I, I like that quite. I, I like that just fine. I would tell him to bend his knees and squat down a little bit so he'd stop elevating as much mm. and find a little bit more athletic comfort. But I like the way that row looks. I mean, he's getting it in the back pretty good. Yeah. 
And I like that he pushes his ass back on his negative. So he, that's where you kind of take that balance if you push your ass back and sit down like mm-hmm. that. Hmm. Yeah, the yeah. only problem I see, here's why I don't love Barbell Rose, little high. Bar Rose, is that like someone starts out like this and by the eighth rep, they're like this. Yeah. 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 That's my, yeah. that's the only problem yeah. I have with, um, with barbell exercises like this personally. Yeah. So that was the. And I think first that goes threat. in part too with pushing. You know, we're constantly pushing, looking for the progression. And I think as those weights go up, I mean, it's a fatigue factor. You, I don't even think sometimes you notice it until you go back and see it. Um, Absolutely. But I know I don't know how many times I've said that it, it, every rep you're coming up a little bit higher, and you know, and to make the comparison to even like a long pulley row, if it if it's too heavy, then a lot of times you'll end up, you know, your or your client will be ending up leaning back against it or away from it uh, doing the same thing yeah i wish we did have some leg stuff but since we don't i'd still love to hear some thoughts um doug what are the things you see people doing wrong a lot of the times things that we need to improve in general on say a squat movement Mm. well i think a squat movement is people just people just really try to outrun their stability and they try to outrun their their capability as far as staying in the correct form to execute it all the way. And, and then they just you get wrapped up in how much you're squatting and mm. you'll either forget about depth or you'll forget about your hip placement. And, and that's just, I mean, it's, it's on a case by case basis. I feel like people, you know, a squat is, is unique to every person. And mm. it's not like there's a textbook squat form. I feel like everybody, there's certain, you know, fundamentals, but everybody has a different squat based on their femur length, their hip tightness, their back, their spine length, stuff like that. So, but I feel like people outrun it all the time. And so they'll try to squat too much in their hips. So their knees will cave in as they come up and they don't take the time to strengthen their glutes on the outside to fix Mm. that and their hip flexors and stuff like that. It's just an understanding of what's actually going on. You know, it's not just squatting down and coming up. It's what are your muscles actually doing to allow you to do that? Yeah. You know, I'd I'd go out on a limb and I'll do it. I kind of make like a little self-promotion here for you, Doug, that if anybody was just happening to be traveling out to L.A., could they hire you to say, hey, hey, dude, I'm going to be in town for a week. Can I book uh, a workout with you because I want to learn how to squat proper? Oh, man, it happens all the time. I'd love to. I feel like I love I love teaching people to squat. I got a pretty good system of starting with a box squat and moving the way up. But it happens a lot. I get guys that, will you know, I am in town for the week. Can we come train and stuff like that? I've often thought about doing like just there's a couple Airbnb people, you know, people that have little places in Venice and just yeah. set up a whole package. It's like, come on, we'll give you a place, show you the gym, introduce you to Charles, take you around, see all the famous people that run around and have a good time. Dude, that'd be like a meathead's dream. And you could seriously pick up so much. Yeah. Cause I, I, I do. I feel like the number one thing that held, holds a lot of people back, including it held me back. And, and I still recognize that there's still so much more to learn is you know, our ability to perform an exercise properly. Like I could put you on the greatest diet in the world, right? But if you don't know how to train to get the activation we want, you're not going to be able to reach the the, 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 the the results that you could, you know? Oh, well, that's the thing. I think people don't, you know, whether we're talking bodybuilders or not, because I think there's plenty of competitors and athletes that don't have uh, the level of muscle, mind-muscle connection and activation that I think is necessary. But then then even further, if you go to, to, to the layperson that's just in their training, like people don't even really understand the depth to which you can really take this and mm. the the amount of different feelings and activations and methods you can use. I mean, it's just – it's such a beautiful thing that people don't even really 
capitalize on at all. Yeah. I feel I like all so. of us do because we sit around and study it all the time. But, you know, it's it's amazing. One of the most fascinating things is, you know, like you're teaching somebody something like a lateral raise. And you don't even – it doesn't even look differently as far as, you know, from the outside eye. But you tell them, no, think, throw it away. Don't pick it up. And it changes it completely. Yeah. Even though it looks yeah. exactly the same. You know, it's yeah. it's so wild to me. And the, 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 every exercise has that. I mean, no, hmm. press through the ball of your feet, not your heel. Hmm. Changes the squat or a leg press altogether, 100%. Hmm. Like you know, that. all that stuff is so cool. All right. I had a couple more. I think they're both back. So we got a lot of back stuff here. Now, this is a cable pullover, I believe. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. This is another one that I feel like I teach so much. And there's so many different ways that people do it. So many different things that people get into. Hmm. Um, you get a lot of tricep activation. Yeah. You get a lot of um, a lot of well tricep mainly, and and then just you miss the lats altogether. You miss what's supposed to happen because they're just pulling that weight down, and hmm. also the motion there. You know, I, always, I I generally what I'll say is you're either cross country skiing or you're Donkey Kong running forward and jumping over a wall. You know, so <laughs> You're, you're pushing down as you spread your chest apart and squeeze the back together, just hmm. as if you were going to propel yourself forward. And, you know, that's like everybody wants to run away from it like he's doing. He's pulling down, but he's running away from it. Hmm. You know, pull your body into it like you're jumping over a fence or something, you know. And that, that one's good. I also don't like people to do it with such a narrow bar. I'd rather a rope or a wider right. bar so you can feel your scapulas close a little bit more around at the backside. Okay. It's a little unstable too, in the sense that it's if you don't have very good coordination or you've just started using this exercise, you're going to have a hard time getting everything even and getting that feel. I think even left to right, uh, you know, through your scapula and through the muscles that you're actually trying to hit. I personally, I would, and and this isn't taking a shot at the guy doing it. He may not have access to a bunch of equipment, but I would trade that bitch out for a for a good pullover machine or a dumbbell pullover in a heartbeat. <laughs> you like dumbbell pullovers, huh? The pullover machine would be lovely. I, but I see, I feel like the pullover machine hits the lats a little differently. Like the, hmm. the pullover machine will hit the lats lower and build that thickness down low. But I think the stretch here, I don't get on a pullover machine, hmm. but I, I think that also might be some of my, just my dimensions being hard to, to fit in them a lot, a lot of the time. But yeah, the rest like of us fit into a pullover machine quite easily. Though. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one at Gold's literally hits my lats and stops. It's oh, the newer yeah, Nautilus ones. Mm -hmm. it, it sucks. We've asked them yeah. to change the pads so many times they won't. I miss, you know, like the old hammer strength one with the plates behind it. Oh, that yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I got one of those. yeah. And hammer strength also makes a shitty one that doesn't have a step. So if you don't really? have a step to bring the lever up, then you're not going to get enough stretch in the bottom position so that we yeah, don't you want tear to tear your shoulders up. Just putting it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that. I you remember always got to have a partner that like pushes it for you to get your arms back. Yeah. That's what mm -hmm. we got. We got that one. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We got one more here. This is uh this is a dumbbell row. So more back, get, get the volume. Let's see if I can get this. There we go. And we can remain. It is good that there's a lot of these back exercises because I've said it before and I still believe that back training is the most complex and the most, most um, grossly performed inaccurately muscle group trained. I keep trying to get it out. You know what I mean? It's I got you, a yeah. lot of people yeah. doing back incorrectly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Most, yeah. A lot of times, you know, I think that until you actually either really get into it or you get a trainer that knows what they're doing, 
you don't even really train back the way a bodybuilder should train back, especially. I mean, I agree with you 100%. You, you know, like there's so much arm and so much forearm and so much jerking and so much muscling it up that, you know, I, I would bet a lot of guys go five years without a good actual lat pump. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. So what do you think about like John Cena? What do you think about the, the bench setup, first of all? Uh, what do you think about, ben, you know, using that as your support, Doug? I feel like that would get in my way. I wouldn't want anything in between my legs like that. I would turn around. And I, usually when I do it, I just put my hand on the top rack of the dumbbell. Okay. And the, the dumbbell rack behind him, I just do it off the rack. Um, I, I like to do my dumbbell rows where you go, I, I square my feet and put most of the weight on my hand so that I'm really resting forward. And then I, I, I try to get a full 90 degree angle and just, just pull it like I'm holstering a pistol. That's what I tell them. I, I tell them, pull it like you're holstering a pistol. And, and, and that's the, the best way I can get a good stretch. Hmm. And I try as hard as I can to imagine that I'm pulling my body straight down to the floor. That's one of the other things because everybody wants to lean back and really wrench it. And, and I, I mean, this is to, this is supposed to stretch your lat all the way to the bottom and then pull the entire slab, your whole back, the whole right side of your back up and through. Hmm. And so I like to try to stay really stationary and, and almost a 90 degree angle, which I haven't seen many people do it that way, but I, it's just, I feel it so good on a, like just it just builds the the thickness right through the middle of the back all the way down through the lat if i do it like that hmm. as opposed okay. to standing up like he is i i just i yeah and also if you stagger your feet like that you're always going to twist a little bit and get some oblique in there hmm. which i also try to avoid i try to keep my body completely still and pull around it see i wondered sense. if he was opening up that and, and i don't know because i don't know what his thought process is but i wondered if he was opening up that wide so that he didn't twist because he isn't, I don't see much twist. He is pulling pretty straight relative to what I see a lot of in the gym. So I wonder if that's why he, is he might, this a yeah. client, one of yours, Scott or something? Yeah, this is the same guy as before who was doing the barbell, okay. the dead stuff. I wonder if that might be why he's going, because I agree, the stance is very wide, but if it's keeping him from twisting, I, at least that would be logical and there would be the thought process would be this is why I'm doing it versus yeah. what we normally see, which is like you say, Doug, that that twist and that allows so much more weight to be pulled. And I don't think it's a very efficient, a very efficient movement. Uh, yeah, I agree. 100%. When I when I do it and we did I did a lot of these in my prep for 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 New York to really try to thicken up my back. And what I'll do is I'll rotate my hand so my thumb is pointed inward at 90 degrees and I'm more of a this hmm. this way as yeah. opposed to this way. And um, then I'll pull out first and then back. So it's almost like a swinging out and squeezing while keeping my body completely still. And that allowed me to really move the entire hemisphere of my body and squeeze that, that spinal rector together. Um, that's just the way I've, I've done them mostly. I feel like if I but skip then, that you know, out. I'm only pulling like 110 instead of the 150 or something like that, you know, can't go so as heavy. Yeah, I feel like when you skip the if you skip the out that you're talking about, it gets it's a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? If you just come straight up, it's it, the the movement isn't nearly as hard. And if something isn't yeah. as hard, I have to ask myself, well, what what am I missing? You know what I mean? What other part of my body am I using besides the target muscle? If it's not yeah. as difficult on the target muscle? Yeah, 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 exactly. 
Andrew, you've got a, a, a really extreme foot positioning with this. I think you and I are similar, except for then you put your foot forward, right? Well, I think, well, I think okay, so like the traditional stance of your palm with your right arm is to have your left foot forward and your right hand back, or right foot back, right? That, that, that's why I think I, when you go to the gym, you see most people do it. And I think you're going to make the exercise harder on your lat the more you bring that right foot up in line with the left foot and even forward more so than the left foot. And the reason being is that, I don't know if you guys can kind of see me, but you're, yeah. you're cutting off the angle that your hips can rotate and therefore you're cutting off the angle that your torso yeah. can rotate. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. and when, when you do that, you're going to keep it more in the target tissue. And here's a case in point because we, and I think you just mentioned it a minute ago, Scott, when you feel like the exercise isn't as hard on the target tissue that it should be, why is that? Yeah. And I think a real prime example, if I wanted to do my heaviest dumbbell, I would use my right foot back, my left foot forward and pull with the right arm to be able to cheat a little bit and get that torso rotation. If I wanted to, and if I, if I cut that, if I, if I do it the other way that I'm talking about, that weight gets cut by 30 to 50 30 to 40 percent yeah. to get this to actually effectively and, and i'll feel it light up the lat a lot more yeah and i'll definitely chase i would definitely chase that second method of doing it every time you know yep. i'll take that over moving the weight every time yeah i think when you're younger you just want to see the weight go up and you want to see the weight that you're moving you know you want to feel like you're accomplishing something and then you get to a certain point where you care less about that number that everyone sees you lifting and you care more about how you're internally feeling it how it's hitting that target tissue and thus the progress that you're getting out of it which is I've the art comment that doug was making earlier and i think it's really important because when people first start out, it is, it's a movement from A to B. You're moving the weight from A to B. You're benching, you're squatting. And the art really comes into, like you're, you're saying, Andrew, it's the feel. It's when you're squatting, knowing what your hips are doing, knowing what yeah. everything feels like, not just, well, shit, did I feel that in my quads and, you know, moving the point, the weight from point A to point B, which a lot of times, and I don't know if you guys would agree, but I almost look at it as almost like a, if you can move a hundred, if you can move a weight for 10 reps at a hundred percent of your strength, the training that you probably should be doing should be in that 80 to 90% instead of that hundred percent, because it's about a feel it's the, it's how everything I always, I call it the green room because that's a surfer reference for catching the perfect way. It's, it's everything feeling fluid. It's everything feeling smooth and, and like it's a machine. And, and the first rep looks like the fifth, looks like the tenth. It might Absolutely. be a little slower, but it looks exactly the same and it feels the same. Which, and I think that's that's what this, one of the skills of training that people forget to think about. Like, yeah, even though we're training to build muscle, you're also – you have to practice the skill of squatting and training. And that's really where the skill comes in is being able to – Maintain your composure under that pressure and mm -hmm. under that fatigue and still execute properly, yes, which is right. something that only comes over time and being comfortable. Like, you know, you're not going to you have to develop that comfort. I've often wondered if that's not a bigger part of, you know, like one's genetic advantage over somebody else is hmm. like, do some people inherently not have to struggle with activating their quads on a squat and then. So they never really think about what's happening in their squat because, well, it works perfectly and my legs grow. And so I feel good. And then, you know, there's guys like the rest of us that have to, man, squatting really sucked until I figured out how to yeah. put the foot placement and stuff. Like, are there some people that just, they just know that inherently and that's just how they already move. And then the rest of us have to learn it or, 
not. I've often wondered, like, is that a that seems to be more of a genetic advantage than actually having a better ability to grow tissue. Yeah, is yeah. Understanding the way to move without developing impingements, developing imbalances, you know, stuff like that. Yep. That's athleticism at its heart, really. Yeah, it really is. That, and that makes sense. And there are going to be those people, you know, the people that just naturally are more coordinated, the people that yeah. just that naturally gravitate toward exercise or sports while somebody else, you know, gravitates towards art or, you know, science. I can see That's that wild. for sure. I like that, man. That's all we got, though, here. Um, dude, that was awesome. That, that was, was really fun, cool. dude. That was really cool. This was very different than what we what we normally do, too. Man, I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us, Doug. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciated it. Let's do and it again. I love talking about training. So yeah, you I'll do. do that all day long. <laughs> we need to do it again. We need to do it again. All right. Well, we will. Rock and roll, guys. So Have if, a good one. if people want to get a hold of you, Doug, uh, what's the best way to, to, to find you on social media and anything else? Um, Instagram is good, uh, at Douglas Fruchet. Uh, my email is pretty easy to remember. It's Doug Fruchet at Gmail. Um, uh, my TikTok Probably not so much. I'm just getting used to it. And every time you open that app, it like screams at you. Yeah. So I don't fuck with TikTok anymore very much. But Instagram is good and email is good. Um, always, like like Skip said, I love talking about training and I just love seeing people get better. So if I can help in any way, let me know. Hell yeah. And I want to know if one of our listeners like heads out to California, they hired Doug. I want to see some video of that. So get some pictures. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, that would we'll be make fun. That happen for sure. Yeah. We'll make that happen. You know what I just realized? What's that? I went on Instagram. Did you get a different Instagram at some point, Doug? Me? I didn't follow you. What? Really? You son yeah, of a I'm bitch. Like, you son I, of I was a like, bitch. oh, let's see this. Yeah, I feel like a fucking dick, honestly. Nah, I blocked I him. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> For a little while, I had somebody managing my Instagram, and they kept doing that. They kept going through and like deleting followers that you didn't. That's got to be what it was because I know I followed you. I know I followed you since 2018 but, national. So okay, all right. I'm not offended. Don't worry, man. We all good. <laughs> all right, cool. Guys, if you want to reach out to uh, Skip or Andrew for coaching, teamskip.com or bodyberry.com, hit me up, McNallyDiets at gmail.com. And uh, check out our great sponsors, truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK and supplementsource.ca for you guys in Canada. Thanks again, Doug. We appreciate it. Rock and roll. 